Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 57 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple users, rate and review the show, and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. I'm joined today by Charles Bishop. What up, Chuck? Hey, what do you say, Corey? Mike B. What's going on? Corey, what's going on? What's up, Tiger fans? Good to be back. Ken Clark, welcome back. Hey, what's going on, Corey, man? Happy to be back on, man. And Chris Neely, what up? Hey, what's going on, Corey C? Fellas, how y'all making? Doing well. Right, right. All right, fellas. Well, we have some big news coming from the Southwestern Athletic Conference this week. The spring football schedule was announced, and your Jackson State Tigers initially will have a six-game slate. The spring season will kick off at the Vet on February 27th versus Mississippi Valley State, followed by a road game at Grambling and a bye week. Then they'll travel to Alabama State, before hosting Prairie View, then an open date. And they'll wrap up things at home versus Alabama A&M before traveling to Lorman, Mississippi. The SWAC championship game is scheduled for May 1st, so let's start here. Is there anything that jumped out at you when you first saw the schedule, and what were your initial thoughts? I was excited, uh, Corey, when I saw the schedule. You know, there I think there's not a lot of things that just replace being encouraged. Uh, and, to, and to see some games listed, opponents listed, dates listed. It just gives you something to look forward to, gives you some optimism uh, that we can indeed, you know, have a, a, a football season for what would have been this school year, even if not in the fall, that we can accomplish in the spring. Uh, I think it energized our fan base. You know, it's going to energize our, our fundraising. Uh, and it's just something to look forward to. And as we try to try to navigate how we manage self-manage as individuals and collectively as Jacksonians manage this pandemic. Now that we have a football schedule and now that we have dates and opponents and locations on the schedule, I think it's going to encourage people to do more of the right thing. You know, wear masks, social distance, wash your hands, do everything that we can to make sure that these games actually can take place as they're scheduled to. So I was encouraged. Mm. You, you know, when I take a look at it, guys, I, I think it's the first two games. They really jump out at it for me. Uh, Mississippi Valley State, they always play us extremely hard, extremely tough. 
Uh, it's a grudge match, if you will. And then the trip to Gramlin. You're taking a, a look at a Gramlin team. Uh, you know, which Gramlin quarterback are you going to get? Are you going to get good Jeremy Hickbottom or bad Jeremy Hickbottom? Uh, they're one of the top defenses in the league. Uh, they lost some pieces over there on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, it's Gramlin. So uh, they're going to have some some running backs, Keelan Elder. Uh, they'll always have a receiver, Lyndon Rash. So I think those first two games really give you a sense of uh, where we are and what we're going to be uh, looking like this upcoming spring. Yeah, for me, uh, first thing first is I, I, you know, when it was announced that we were going to uh, move to the spring, I come in to swag for kind of get out in front of it, kind of taking the lead on that. So it was a somewhat of an uncomfortable situation, uh, but we, you know, we all in unprecedented times. But when I saw the schedule, like Neely said, it was kind of good to see actual football scheduled again. I mean, I, I wasn't quite sure how they were going to do the scheduling, but uh, as Charles just mentioned, uh, one of the things that jumped out at me was, I mean, I didn't see my, my our most hated rival on the schedule, and that was Southern. And then to see Gremlin on our schedule, it was kind of shocking. But it was still kind of, you know, to see February 27th, I think that's the thing that jumped out at me uh, more than anything. <laughs> and it was like – and then to start off in Mississippi Valley. So, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of things went through my mind uh, when I first saw the schedule. Uh, but to see the work – you know, for in order for a schedule to come out like this, and I like the uniformity, uh, one of the things I went and did when I did see the schedule was I went and checked some of the other school schedules, and I saw that the SWAC decided to go with a uniform bye week uh, for March the 13th. I thought that was pretty um, pretty awesome, and I thought it was a lot of work that went into that. So I was uh, pretty impressed with what they did, and um, I'm just excited, man, to get some more football. Um, and to kind of see the seniors get a chance to go out and play some football in the, in the spring. It'll be fun for all of us. So that's kind of what came to mind when I first saw the schedule, man. Well, yeah, I definitely agree with Ken. Uh, the first thing I, I noticed when I looked at it, I was looking for JSU versus Southern. I didn't see that game. I, I said, oh, okay, that's, um, that's interesting. <laughs> but beyond that, my, my second thought was, when is homecoming? I'm trying to figure out <laughs> when is homecoming <laughs> because I thought it would be so awesome to have a homecoming in March. That's that, that was a great way to take advantage of uh, what we're experiencing here and, and just to kind of – that'll be something for the history books. But other than that, it was a well-put-together schedule. Uh, I do like that there's not a lot of extensive traveling, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is going to be good for the players' <clears throat> legs. Uh, you have your, your bye week sprinkled in there, um, uh, two games in the bye week, two games, open date, two more games. And it's really good considering that uh, the players are going to be reporting later and they might be starting the 2021 20, season not too long after that. So that's a good way to kind of keep their legs fresh and to keep our players from being overexerted. So I, that's what I like most about the schedule is just the um, not as much traveling and, and of course, the, um, the, the um, fewer games. And with, along those lines in terms of the players keep, you know, being fresh and ready for that next season, the final conference game is on April 27th, April 17th, sorry. And the SWAC championship game is on May 1st. So that'll give teams four to four and, a, four and a half months before that fall season kicks off. Now, obviously, nothing about this pandemic is ideal. But given the circumstances, how do you guys feel about that turnaround time in terms of players' bodies recuperating? Well, I, I've talked to a couple of coaches, and, and they're uh, honestly, they're, they're, they're mixed on that in terms of uh, uh, getting the guys ready for the fall season. Uh, one, I read a proposal by uh, Purdue head coach uh, Jeff Rom. 
and he talked about looking at uh, condensing maybe the fall schedule. So if you're, you're going to do a spring schedule where you have uh, eight games at the most, uh, maybe you look at a, a fall schedule where uh, you start a little bit later, giving the guys a little bit more time to recoup and uh, maybe playing a, a, maybe a nine to 10 game season in the fall. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what uh, definitely uh, smarter people than I kind of come up with to uh, kind of uh, stem the stem the flow, if you will, uh, on player injuries going into the fall. Chuck, I'll tell you, man, it's going to be hard. Uh, for the swag or anybody to come up with smarter guys than you because you give us words like cir circuitous if I'm saying it right. <laughs> I, I agree with you that it's going to be a ripple effect into the fall. And so it, it, it's, football is probably going to have to be managed, you know, in, in a 12-month kind of window mm. uh, to, give, to give the body mm -hmm. a break, you know, because now you're doing two seasons in the same 12 months when typically – you know, if you go to some bowl games or, or, or something like that, you're only doing one game in the new year and you got all these months off until you're really back in pads again. Uh, so it's, it's going to have to cause a ripple effect. But, the, but the, you know, but the upside is it's just like a football game when it rains. It's raining on both teams. So everybody's going to be in the same situation come this fall to right. have some kind of delayed start or some kind of shortened season to make up for this spring impact. Well, I kind of think, um, like I said, for, for me, in, in the thought of this, I mean, historically, we, we get football in the spring anyway from like, uh, you know, just spring training and uh, kind of getting in and uh, preparing for a spring game. And it's 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 a lot shorter than what we see now. Uh, I was kind of thinking on the mindset of uh, not ha actually having football in 2020, uh, fall 2020. Uh, the, the guys are really um, going to have an opportunity to kind of preserve their bodies in a way. I do know I, I do kind of understand the turnaround after a a a, um, a spring season. Uh, but I do know just from kind of like talking to some of the coaches in the past uh, in regards to recruiting, uh, you know, early signings and stuff like that. So one of the things that they do prepare for is attrition, uh, spring attrition, knowing that uh, you can run into a situation where there's some injuries. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, these guys are are, are really they're, – they're really playing football in any way kind of uh, throughout the year. They get a couple of months on a break. So from what I'm looking at, looking at this season and looking at this schedule, I mean, it's going to take some some science and some management of that. Mm -hmm. But yet at the same time, you may uh, know if the guys are reporting in January, they'll get they'll get, I think, eight weeks or eight, uh, eight week uh, wound up to get started. And then you have your season and then you basically have to take a break and kind of do the same thing, come back. So I would probably look for a more of a delayed fall. Mm. Um, and, and I kind of like the idea of a condensed instead of doing 11 or 12 games, maybe they go to a nine or 10 game. We, I know we got, um, two teams that are being added to the 2021 fall, uh, uh was it Bethune Cookman and FAMU. Maybe the, maybe the SWAC is kind of ahead of the game on that too, instead of doing just a full fall 2021 schedule, maybe they're looking at to maybe cut a game or two that way to give you a couple of extra weeks to kind of, you know, rest the body and kind of get geared up for so. I think there's I don't think that they're going to try to go straight into 2020 without any prep or anything like that without any thought into it. Well, uh, but I don't kind of see how that's, you know, I, it's going to be a thing. But yet at the same time, I don't see it being as big of 
a thing as as some may think it may be. Hey, Ken, tell tell but, that to the promoters of that Orange Blossom Classic game around Labor Day. It's a good point. <laughs> it's a really good point. You know what? I, you know what? I take yeah. that back after you said that because I will be in Miami. Yeah. I, you know what? I yeah. You could delete that part. No, I'm just kidding. But no, no. So let me let me throw one more thing in there. So let's say you don't adjust the the beginning of the season. Maybe they throw in a couple of they may throw one additional bye week. Yeah, in the season, yeah. mm-hmm. like eliminate a game. Um, maybe there's no non-conference or out of out of conference. I, I don't know. They, they, I'm pretty sure that from this is what I'll say: the SWAC leadership and the minds have 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 been out in front of the NCAA. You see the big schools kind of fumbling as far as what they're going to do. They don't know. I just really appreciate you know the commissioner and the coaches and the ads that have got out in front of this and taken the lead on this. And I can I see the SWAC to continue kind of lead to the NCAA and this. This this 2022 season, unprecedented move, you know. Hey, I tell you what, Dr. Charles McClellan, uh, Dr. Jason Cable, uh, they're doing yeoman work uh, there in the Slack mm-hmm. office, uh, along with um, whomever uh, they they consult with. But they 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 have done such a tremendous job, I think, of just like you said, can getting out in front of this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you know we talked about that original schedule and the six games, of course, with the, with the bye week and an open date. And you guys were talking about, you know, potentially wanting to play play Southern. And everybody was disappointed about that. I actually spoke with A.D. Robinson earlier today, and he did tell me that they're looking to add two more games, uh, with ooh, one ooh, possibly ooh. being a SWAC mm. opponent. So we, we can hope, we can keep our, our fingers crossed on who, that, who that'll be. So uh, and you probably already answered this question, but who would you like for that additional game to be at least that SWAC <laughs> opponent? I think that's a no-brainer, man. Uh, everybody <laughs> – uh, I, I'm gonna I'm leave that out. That that team that play in that and whatever it is, Carolina Blue or or, or whatever it is, and powder, blue, powder yeah. blue and 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 vomit, and vomit gold, whatever you call it, man. That team over in, in Baton Rouge. Let's get them on the schedule, man. We got to have them, and you know we we haven't had a lot of success in the past few years, but yet at the same time we it's a rivalry game. I think that's a game that uh, a lot of the fans look forward to. Like I said, that was the first thing that I noticed when I looked at the schedule. Uh, but uh, it'll be great. If they do add another game, I definitely want to see Southern uh, for that game. Yeah, you know, Ken, I, I would, uh, I'll hop on it with you that, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's certainly a rivalry. It's certainly something that you would like to see if, we, if we're able to add some games. Uh, mm-hmm. But if, if, if we want to look at this thing, you know, from a, a non-COVID standpoint, let's say that we're, we're truly emerging from this pandemic and people can travel and get out, you know, that, that FAMU game wouldn't be a bad mix. Uh, because people, people are people are clamoring. You know, we got them on the schedule for I think Labor Day in Miami uh, for next year. But people are, are already talking about putting some juice to that rivalry. So for me, it would be either the FAMU or the SU matchup. And if 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 the logistics of travel come into place, then that certainly promotes you know SU with that rivalry. But I w- I wouldn't discount what it would mean to the fan base to, to be able to play FAMU twice in that 2021 calendar year. Yeah, that will be kind of fun yeah. to get FAMU <laughs> uh, twice in the calendar year. But, you know, Ken, I, I don't care if it's Tiddlywinks. I, I want to be Southern and whatever. <laughs> so, so if, if we can get Southern uh, on the schedule, let, let's go for it. I mean, Sonic Boom versus the Jukebox, our oh, American yeah. fan base versus their American fan base, what could be better? We're yeah. arrogant. Uh, we're arrogant. <laughs> I never. Know. We're, we're I think. I think. Yeah. I think we're we're dogmatic. We're yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now, now fellas, I, I got to go rogue on that one. As, as much as I like to see uh, Southern on a schedule or a Tennessee State or even a FAM uh, for this um, for this abbreviated uh, spring 2021 season, um, I think what we have is enough because mm. we have to consider that we're going into fall 2021 with possibly um, a, a full load. We have, we have to we have to think of it as we're going to play a full schedule. Um, as far as 2021 goes, yeah. uh, we we open up with uh, with Fam U and Miami. Corey and I, we that's three hours down the road from us. We, we want to see that game happen. We, we want to see that. So <laughs> can't wait for it. So um, I think th- this is enough. Like like as I mentioned earlier, you have two games, then about a week, then two games, then open date, then two more games, and that's just a lot easier um, on the players on their bodies. And um, going into 2021. Uh, assume we have uh, some coaching changes that can affect the players mentally. Now, I'm not trying to put any rumors out there saying that anybody's going to be fired or anything like that, but you know, opportunities come up and we may lose a coach or two. It, it happens sometime. So uh, now the, the players have to get used to a whole new uh, terminology, new language, new coach, new personality. And so now you're not playing at 100%. You're not playing at full speed and your legs aren't as fresh as they normally would be that time of the year. So um, I think we should just keep it as is, uh, cut our losses, and leave the schedule as is. Just call me, uh, call me boring, but you know, Charles, Charles, what I what I love about Mike B, Mike B, <laughs> Mike B is when I had that night on out of town and I'm feeling good and those blue lights come on behind me. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike B will sober you up real fast. <laughs> Talk about man, let's get fam you twice. Let's do this, and he comes with that dose of reality. I'm like, buzz kill, man. That's that's a great point. It's cool. I, I'll, I'll be the wet blanket. I'll be there. Well, I, I think that, but I think that I think I think not having football until February is already the wet blanket. Like I mean, I I, I get it. But COVID is such an unprecedented thing that we've gone through that it, I think the normal as we know it could possibly be gone away. So, I, 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 you know, I want everything to return back to normal for the fall. But, I mean, who knows? You know, so I, I think um, I, I'm okay with a – you said two? Possible two? Uh, boy, two that's games, tough. Two additional games. G- give, give, me, give, me, give me Southern, you know, as a seventh. And I'm, I might be – you know, some of the players might – you know, I think I don't think you're gonna satisfy everybody in any way. I know there's well, still a lot of people you know, that, that go ahead, go ahead. No, to, to, to Mike's point, I mean, yeah. attrition is something that you have it to, is. to worry about. I mean, uh, you don't want to have a rash of injuries in the spring that hampers you or hamstrings you going into the fall. So, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, those are the blue lights, if you will. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, terminology, but yeah, it is something that you do have to think about in terms of. Of hoping that you can kind of get through that spring season uh, relatively healthy, as, as as healthy as you can be playing football. Yeah, I mean, because you you would be approaching anywhere from a a a fifteen to eighteen game schedule in a twelve month period, and yeah. NFL doesn't even do that, and and they and they're they're fighting to get out of some of their preseason games even before there was a pandemic, so. It's going to be interesting to see how we calculate that wear and tear, that risk management on the student athletes, uh, the time, the, everything that goes into place to see how you pull off a spring schedule and a fall schedule. It'll be interesting. No doubt about it. And, and Mike B., just to touch on something that you mentioned earlier in terms of homecoming, 
And that's something that a lot of fans are wondering about and were kind of disappointed when they didn't see it on the schedule. But uh, typically uh, that blue and white week in the spring, that's when that game is, or that's when it's, that's the week that's designated as homecoming. So looking at the schedule, that will put it at uh, Alabama A&M for April 10th. So definitely looking forward to mm. that being the designated game for homecoming, Alabama A&M uh, April 10th. Also, by week that we have on March 13th, that's actually for the SWAC basketball tournament. So we won't have to make a decision between football and watching our basketball Tigers go win that SWAC tournament. So that's definitely great news. I got it. All right. You are listening to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I am the Corey C, and we'll be back after this. During this pandemic, Jackson State University has made bold and necessary steps to protect our student-athletes. In hopes to get our fans back in the stands, we ask for our Tiger family support. You can donate today to the COVID-19 Athletic Relief Fund. Your donation will assist in the funding of financial support for student-athletes, recruiting, and loss of revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for all contributions, and remember, believe be blue. Donate at GoJSUTigers.com forward slash give. Registration is now open for the 2020 W.C. Gordon Ashley Robinson Golf Classic. The event is scheduled for Friday, September 4th at Lake Carolyn Golf Course in Madison, Mississippi. For more information on the golf tournament, visit GoJSUTigers.com or click on the link in the show notes. Welcome back, and we are talking about the newly released Jackson State spring football schedule. You know the SWAC was the first conference to postpone their season until the spring, and now it's the first conference to announce its spring schedule. SWAC Commissioner McClellan and his team continue to be innovative in terms of maneuvering through this pandemic, and they continue to be the example for the entire country, not just the SWAC or for HBCUs or even FCS, but for college football, period. So what are your guys' take on how our league has handled this unprecedented situation thus far, and were you surprised by how quickly that schedule came out? I'll, I'll just tell you, Corey, that you know, in a word, it's just leadership. And and right now, during this time, you know, whether it's in the nation's capital or some of our governor's offices, uh, you know, and that's outside of sports. We're just lacking leadership. And and to see you know the Southwestern Athletic step up and just offer some leadership to be the first and to say, hey, we're going to keep student athletes safe. Let's back off this fall. And then to get together and come up with a schedule, a workable schedule, you know, as Ken touched on earlier, you know, encompassing everything such as a shared bye week, uh, you know, just a mirror schedule. Yeah, maybe missing some rivalry games, but all the time on task that it took between canceling the fall and giving us schedules with dates and locations for the spring, it just takes leadership. And so from the commissioner, his office, his staff, you know, the council of presidents in the SWAC, uh, our athletic directors and their staff, I just think it's a bang up job for them to have even been able to get something on paper in front of their alumni base, their fan base, their student athletes, you know, who are the priority in this to say, hey, we have something to shoot for. We got something workable. Let's all dig in, do the right thing so we can get there. So I, I just give them hats off on the leadership that it took to get us to, to just have a schedule. No doubt about it, Chris. I, I mean, to echo your sentiments, uh, I, I, you know, right now we're we're in that uh, a period of history within the Southwestern Athletic Conference where our uh, ADs, our presidents, and, and the SWAC office seem to be working in uh, in, in simpatico. 
And, and that means a whole lot going forward uh, in terms of, of just being innovative and, and, and the positive uh, press that, that the conference is receiving. I, I, you can't, you know, you can't uh, quantify it because uh, it, it does make you a little proud when you see the scroller on the bottom of ESPN, you know, and, and the SWAC is one of the lead stories there in terms of, of what they're going to do moving forward. So, you know, I can't say enough about uh, Dr. McClellan. He, he's a, he's a SWAC guy through and through uh, AD at Prairie View, Texas Southern. He's uh, from Jackson. He grew up in the conference. He understands the fan base. Uh, understands the fan base's passion. So, and I think a lot of that goes into his uh, leadership decisions. I think um, yeah. kind of following the same vein that you guys uh, just just spoke of. I remember when uh, we were f- kind of trying to figure out what was going to happen, and Commissioner McClellan comes on and he says, "You know, we're kind of in a in a in a in a much different space than some of the bigger FBS programs." They got a lot of contracts, a lot of uh, TV money and things that they have to do. And you can kind of see how they've kind of they've really fumbled, man. I to say, you know, for lack of better terms, you got you got oh, yeah. you got programs such as the Big oh, my goodness, you yeah. got Notre Dame and, you know, having to, you got North Carolina, these schools that have had to, like, shut down their programs because of it just looked like lack of leadership and lack of um, kind of foresight on how they want to do things. But I just I, the leadership, as 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 uh, Neely just stated, as well as uh, Charles just touched on, has been just superb, if you ask me. I mean, to be able to formulate a plan, put it in motion, communicate it collectively, everybody's on point, everybody's on task. And it just it just shows, man, that I, I think um, they've handled it about as best as they could, even down to the fact that the players, they're not on campus right now. So what's happening is the athletes are going to do basically virtual classroom until they're going to all report in January even a decision like that now you you have the players are not at risk uh, by being on campus and so forth and so on they can all report at the same time everybody starts at the same time everybody has the same uh, schedules I mean so forth and so on and that comes from organization great communication great leadership so I just I doff my hat off to the uh, to the the leadership of abroad so good kudos to the uh, to the SWAC office and, and ADs yeah, and they've done it so seamlessly. Right. If, if you look at it, it's like everyone is on the same page, moving in unison right. uh, from from the uh, from the commission to the ads to the presidents. They're all moving in one direction in unison. So you you gotta love that. And uh, it's just it's almost like uh like smaller companies and larger companies. Larger companies have to if you want to make some kind of change or customization. There's a lot of bureaucracy you have to deal with. A lot mm-hmm. of red tape. Uh, a lot of you know checks have to be signed off on and for the smaller companies or the smaller conferences here, uh, we're able to make change. And we took that as an opportunity to be a leader and, and, and a trendsetter uh, within the, you know, w- within college sports uh, across the board. So uh, definitely doing a great job. I, I couldn't, I couldn't be more satisfied with uh, what, what the conference has been doing here. No doubt about it. And along those lines in terms of the swag, just kind of taking the lead, the MIAC is definitely following in their footsteps just in regards of not, – not just in regards of playing football in the spring, but also uh, it was announced Wednesday that they'll have their first ever championship game, and it'll be on the same day as the SWAC championship game, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So you mm. guys think, I mean, could that leave the door open maybe for a spring celebration bowl? Well, I think it definitely leaves the door open uh, for a spring celebration bowl. But but here's, here's what I take a look at with that. Uh, the celebration bowl uh, – 
the at the time that it's played. It is the first game of bowl season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on over the air TV. It's on ABC. Um, and anything less than that, to me, kind of uh, waters down the value and the, the prominence of the Celebration Bowl. So for that reason alone, right. I, I, I'd be uh, – I wouldn't move it to the spring because I think right now where it's uh, uniquely placed, uh, it is uh, definitely getting the, the eyes and ears of the nation, if you will. So I would rather it stay in the fall. Good point. Yeah, Chuck, I definitely agree. I, I you know, I think we need to, we kind of, this is a situation where you kind of quit where you're ahead, while mm-hmm. you're ahead. Um, you know, of course, now, now, let me say, if we happen to be flag championships, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to go play it. <laughs> but if we don't, no, nah, no, nah, we, we should we, we should cut that game out. But um, I realize I can't have it both ways. So I got to say we should nix that for the, for the spring and uh, just, just come back in, in, um, in the fall of 2021 uh, ready to make it work. But, um, but, yeah, I think, as I said earlier, what, what we have is enough. It's uh, no reason to, to put a strain. Um, you know, on our players uh, more than, than, than what, what they already have. They've been, you know, they, they've been compromised enough. Sure. So this this is going to be – this is for the best. Again, uh, the team that wins the swag, they might not like it. They may want to go and play their celebration bowl. But uh, this is for their best interest. I, I actually think um, kudos to the MEAC because initially they canceled their season. You know, they didn't have a, you know, a plan to do any football in the spring. So they kind of came in. And kind of followed the swag. They did yeah, exactly what we did. What we did. So yeah. again, it speaks to the leadership and the um, kind of the the foresight of the of the of the swag conference. And to have the MEAC kind of follow in suit, and then now they're able to do something that they've never actually seen. So that's pretty cool. Uh, over in the MEAC, kind of happy for those uh, those teams over there. I agree. I don't think that there should be a celebration bowl in the spring. Uh, I don't. I don't want to see the the season extended, uh, push come to shove. And as a Jackson State um, diehard fan, I would be extremely ecstatic if we won the spring SWAC championship. And I'm good with going into the fall to the Orange Blossom Classic with a SWAC championship. I don't. We don't have to play another game because, you know. Um, but yeah, good, uh, good, good, good deal for the MEAC. I think it'd be cool to kind of see them be able to play against one another for a true champion instead of just based off record. But, no, I don't want to see the Celebration Bowl in the spring at all. Yeah, I'm in concurrence with you guys and 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 on some levels for a slightly different reason. And it's kind of touching on what Chuck was talking about. Uh, I think when it relates to to HBCUs, uh, but particularly, you know, the swag or MEAC or whatever you want to talk to, there, there's a there's a great deal of tradition and, and pageantry to what we do. And if we're in an area of COVID-19 when this – quote unquote celebration bowl would take place. If we can't make it look and feel like the celebration bowl should look and feel, whether that's televised on national TV or whether that's parade and job fairs, you know, everything that we do to make these events, I would rather just not do it. Now, Now, having said that, I'm one of those guys that I don't care if it's the NBA or the SWAC, that mm-hmm. this championship is not going to have an asterisk by it. You know, this, oh, this, no. this COVID-19 season, whoever wins it is the champion. But right. just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And attaching, attaching to Mike B's point earlier, which is expanded season, adding in another game that we couldn't do in the in the in the manner that it is traditionally be done. Why do it? Yeah. yeah. Great point. All right. So let's do this. 
let's get to some predictions. Let's predict what the Jackson State record will be this spring. And, and let's do it this way. Let, obviously, we have a six-game schedule right now, but I told you we will be adding two games, one of them being a, a, a SWAC opponent. For the sake of this, let's just assume that that's going to be Southern. You know how we feel about Southern. Let's just throw them on their schedule. Let's make it a seven-game schedule. We won't even include the eighth yet. So a seven-game schedule. What do you guys think our, our mm-hmm. record will be this spring? Well, Corey, uh, I'm looking at the schedule. The only weeks I see us not winning are the two bye weeks. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go first and go out on a limb that we're going to beat everybody we're scheduled to play, and if we add some games, we're going to beat them too. Hey, man, I, I love it. All right, I like well, it. Let's go. Jackson State like podcast. It. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough to be on here and say we're going to lose, but let's be – I mean, I'll be realistic about it. I mean, I when I first saw the schedule, I thought it was a pretty meaty, you know, a tough schedule. Uh, but I think it can go uh, either way. If you look at what we're bringing back, and I just kind of believe that uh, we got a new t- uh, a new uh, offensive coordinator that, you know, no one's really seen. Uh, we got – the best running game in the in the SWAC, if you ask me, uh, with a quarterback that we know who's going into the – I think every game on the schedule, like Neely said, give, uh, we got a chance to win each game. So my prediction is we have a winning season. That's my <laughs> prediction. Here's what I take a look at. And, and, and Ken, you, you, you alluded to it in terms of what we bring back. Um, we I think, I think we saw glimpses of what Jalen can do uh, mm-hmm. Last year, especially against Alabama and where he, he threw for 200 yards and rushed for 100 uh, plus yards. Same thing in the Southern. He threw for 220 yards and rushed for uh, over 100 yards. So mm-hmm. he brings, I think, a, a dynamic uh, play a playmaking ability that we haven't seen at the quarterback position in Jackson State in, in a few years now. Uh, I, I, you mentioned the running game. Tyson right. Alexander, Kamani Clark. Uh, Keyshawn Harper. Keyshawn Harper is top returning rusher. He comes back with a uh, last year he rushed for 841 yards. So I like you said, I think we have one of the best rushing games, I think, in the swag. And you know, you you add in TC Taylor and uh what he was able to do during his time in North Carolina Central. I think offensively we're gonna have an identity, and that's something that we've all complained about over the past few years that we have not had. Right. Defensively, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do, uh, and, and that's despite having the SWAC Defensive Player of the Year. Defensively, we have to be able to get some stops uh, this upcoming season uh, in the spring. And you know, you know, it's to me, it's the teams uh, this upcoming spring who can score because I think it's going to be up to the offenses to kind of carry the day in the spring. So, hopefully, with that being said, I think we'll be right there in the mix. Yeah, yeah, I, I, de- I definitely agree. Now, um, I know Neely, you know, called me the the blue lights, the red blanket, <laughs> whatever, and and I get that. But um, you know, in in my eyes, you, you're only as good as your last mm. game, and in that last game, we didn't have you know such a great showing. And uh, everything y'all said, I agree with on offense. I really don't see a flaw with our quarterbacks, uh, the wide receiver, and the depth of that position. Uh, running backs, best running backs, probably in FCS, I think. Um, uh, offensive line gelled pretty well. Um, I have confidence in TC Taylor. And again, on defense, we j- we we're just missing a-, a few playmakers along the defensive front. Um, I would like to see um, some of the guys on the edge uh, uh, get get more sacks. Uh, I think that's what we we kind of uh, we were lacking last year. We we just really didn't have that guy. 
you think about those coming defenses, we always had that that guy who came in and gave us, you know, 13, 14, oh, 15 sacks. So that's something if we could if we could find a player that, that does that, uh I think we could we could win it all. But um until I see otherwise, I I'm going three and four. Looking at the schedule, I, I see three good wins. Um and a couple of possible losses, uh, but for right now, I'm, I'm holding it three and four. Well, Mike, despite you being Debbie Downer, I want to congratulate. You. <laughs> I, 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 I want to congratulate Mike though, because you're the only one yeah. who's not a politician on here. Because the other three guys, a combined zero losses in their predictions, they zero admitted. No, I actually, I actually said that we could. I, I see us having a winning season. Right, but you I'm didn't say how saying, many games we would lose. I ain't saying how many we lose. I said we'll you be. No, let me, let me. Yeah. I, no, no. Hey, hey, undefeated is a winning season. <laughs> but no, no, no. What? This, no this, no this, admitted this. losses is what I'm. Well, saying. let me I say this. The one who gave me a number of, of, of losses. <laughs> that, that's fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with how many games you said they add? We, we, we basically seven possibly, game season. So if we have a seven game season, five and two. All right. There, there you have it. And and again, just for the listeners, there there will be an eighth game, but we were just we were just going with the schedule that was released, oh, wow. plus the the swack opponent, which we were hoping to be Southern. So, there you have it. Spring schedule is out, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, hopefully playing some football in the swing. I don't know how we're going to get through this fall. We'll figure it out. But when that spring when springtime oh, yeah. rolls around, I, I guarantee you we'll be ready for some Tiger football. So, uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to uh, a lot more podcasting with you guys. But thanks for joining, and I will catch you guys next time. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. And that'll do it for episode 57 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And, again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love. The ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, 
Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.